The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're so glad to have you listening in and want to do a shout out and a special thank you to all of our patrons that uh, continue to keep us going. If you'd like to become a patron, you can go to our website and uh, click on uh, becoming a patron and uh, it doesn't matter. We're just like everybody else. Five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars, whatever you feel like, uh, it all adds up and we appreciate it. And uh, it gives us the opportunity to deliver you the shows like the one we're about to start, A Place for Veterans. And um, we've got our host on the line, uh, Dr. Dentist and Dr. M.D. Don Muller. And uh, we're ecstatic to have him on. Before we get going with Don, we're going to do what we normally do, and that is a, a moment of silence for all of our veterans and all of the families that uh, the veteran gave their ultimate sacrifice and also for those that are serving our country today and the EMTs and emergency the first responders in all cases and uh, we want we respect them highly and want to have a moment of prayer for them we'll be back right after this Thank you. And we also do one other thing to make sure that you're up and rocking and rolling and that your pulse is fine. So we'll be back. Rock steady. Rock steady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. He can hang. He can hang. Young man. Young man. He can hang. He can hang. Feels good. Feels good. So good. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pick them up, lay them down. Okay, and uh, we've gotten the heart going in both directions. And uh, Don, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Dave, and thanks for having me on again. Today we've got uh, a very interesting show. It's kind of a how to do it. We're going to talk about exactly what you were talking about with the cadences. The one thing that the Veterans Affairs 
does to veterans is they tend to uh, ignore us and treat us as a group of uh, non-organized uh, cats walking around. And this morning, I hope that we're going to motivate uh, those who are listening, including the EMTs and first responders, as well as our veterans, that the VA has care that they have no intention of giving you. And I'm going to break this conversation down into one uh, or two parts or three, and I'll introduce them as we get started to let you know exactly how uh, non-cooperative the VA system is. Now, given it's quite a large system, but that has nothing to do with the argument at all. The VA has billions, I believe $300 billion of funds, and uh, it's well endowed by our, uh, our fellow Americans who think that their veterans are getting the best care. So you have to look at this problem as one of ignorance, your local friends, neighbors, and businesses who get taxed and pay uh, their taxes, as do you and I, and then find out that the VA is not really good stewards of that money. So here's going to be a summary of what I did over the last couple of months and uh, to let you know. Number one, the secretary of the VA, Dennis McDonough, has been written several times. He did receive my emails. They were also sent through a local U.S. senator and two congressmen. So he does not have plausible deniability. I informed him that the VA is not doing any research in the area of PTSD and oral health. And what I mean by that is no research at all. Zero. None. Squat. All right? So anytime they say yes, but there is, it's a lie. And I'm going to label it as a lie. The next email I sent was to the undersecretary, assistant undersecretary for health and dentistry. That individual's name was Dr. Patricia Arola, A-R-O-L-A, who is a dentist. She's been in that job for 17 years and seven months, riding herd over no care for our veterans with respect to PTSD and their oral health. That's the fact. She's had two months to answer my accusations. And by the way, if you write into the station, I'll send you copies of those emails. I'd be happy to do that. But two months is enough time for someone to answer their email. And let me tell you how this works. When you are a veteran, a disabled veteran, and a researcher such as myself, and you write one of these characters, you'd expect professional courtesy. They say, well, we can't answer everybody's request. I guarantee you, you don't get requests from people who are neuroscience researchers trying to help veterans. Now, the next thing I did is I wrote the director of the Office of Research and Development. Her name is Dr. Rachel Ramoni. She happens to be a Harvard-trained dentist, if that makes a difference, and has a degree, a doctorate in epidemiology. She just happens to be the director of the Office of Research and Development. 
that position, you don't have to be a dental uh, dentist. This individual is also not engaged in research on PTSD and oral health either. These are not happenstance uh, conversations. These were directed emails to her and to her executive director. What's going on? Let me tell you the disparity. In the VA system, there are 3,600 researchers. None of them are dentists. Not one of them in the history of the VA has engaged in research on PTSD and your oral health. That, to me, is outrageous, and it's true. I've given the people ample time to respond. They have chosen not to respond. Why? That's a learned response from the people in the VA. They tend to ignore veterans. This is a practiced behavior, so it is not atypical. It doesn't matter if you're a private or a retired lieutenant colonel, such as myself. Uh, they, they really don't care. The next thing we need to know is that this Dr. Arroyo Arola sent me to another person who was the director of dental research for the VA. I discussed the problem with this individual for 45 minutes. I was informed that the VA, quote, is an operational force and does not engage in research. How is that? They have a director of dental research in the VA who does not do dental research. Now, if that's not bait and switch, I don't know what it is. And I challenge all the listeners and anyone from the VA, give me a call. Prove me wrong. I would love, I would just love to hear that you're doing research. So, what's going on? <clears throat> Absolutely nothing. Now, why does the VA have a vested interest in not helping veterans with oral health problems and PTSD? Well, right off the bat, we are not just talking about cavities. You need more fillings or your gums are more inflamed. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about jaw joint pain, muscle of mastication pain, continual throbbing, teeth that hurt all the time because of severe clenching. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about head and neck pain, headaches that originate from the muscles of mastication. And there's also, according to my research, a dental, uh, we call them, uh, dental uh, nightmare propensity from clenching. Now, the psychologists want to weigh in on this. That's unfortunate because psychologists are not dentists. They're not physicians. So what their opinion is of what oral health is is really immaterial. The next individual that I wrote is a Paula Schnur. Paula Schnur, Ph.D., is the executive director of the National Center for PTSD. Now, the emails I sent these people, we will post and I will send them to you if you'd like and see their responses. Why does the director of the Center for PTSD refuse to have a section on oral health and PTSD? Maybe because it only affects two million veterans. Well, let's see how we got that number. There are 18 million veterans 
in, in this VA system. Now, PTSD affects between conservatively, now these are, these are soldiers, veterans, 10% to 30%. What's 10% of 18 million? About 2 million. What's the high figure of 30%? That's 6 million. This is a cover-up. There's no easy way, no soft way to put it. It's a cover-up. The VA does not intend on ever trying to help veterans with oral health problems as a result of their PTSD. How do you know this? Get a hold of the VHA Veterans Health Affairs Handbook and read it. Look up TMJ PTSD. It mentions it by name. It is, uh, I think the document's 1130.01, paragraph 6. Read it. It will tell you the dentists in the VA are going to decide whether or not they think that your oral condition is having effect on your overall PTSD or uh, systemic health. There's a big problem with that. The dentists have no business diagnosing anything that has to do with somatic injury. Now, medical school is not easy to get into. It certainly wasn't for me, but I'm inviting all these VA dentists who know so much to go ahead and apply for medical school and get in, finish four years, another four years, and when you've done that, finish a residency, take some board certification, and then come back and tell me how you feel about PTSD and oral health, because really, a dentist has no position telling uh, a, uh, a veteran that they don't believe that their PTSD and oral health are connected. That's immaterial. Now, I'm not going to belabor this, but what we need to do today is give you some insight on how to conduct your own uh, groundswell movement. Now, Dave, you know, you're singing the cadence songs. It kind of gets your blood pumping. Well, we've been veterans for a long time. And we also know that veterans, pretty much we take life as we get it. And we friend that it took some really bad knocks and we want to see them get care. But in, unfortunately, the guys that are suffering from the PTSD and their oral health issues, they are suffering. Part of this is an educational process. The average veteran does not know why, especially the veterans with PTSD, or if you have subthreshold PTSD, they don't know why they're getting headaches. They don't know that clenching their teeth can interrupt their sleep, why they're not getting any sleep. They also haven't been told that your clenching may actually trigger nightmares. And so you can't not get a good night's sleep. That may also lead to substance abuse to try and get some sleep. We'll talk about that later. So here's the approach that I am suggesting that we use. It's a novel approach. And here, here's why I use the word novel approach. I had a man, a patient of mine, uh, who was a dog catcher. And he, I asked him why they carried the long stick. And he said, it's not to hit the dog. It's because dogs don't know how to attack an asymmetric object. And it was that simple, and I never forgot that. 
What you need to do when you're dealing with the VA is present it as an asymmetric object that they cannot easily deal with. Now, let's talk about some of the plans and game plans uh, that you might want to use. First of all, you have a right, if you have PTSD and you have nightmares and headaches and jaw pain, you have a right to, to care uh, from the VA. It is not up to them. It is not up to the VA dentists to determine whether or not they think you have a systemic problem as a result of your uh, Well, folks, we have a slight problem. We uh, lost connection with uh, Don, so we're going to call him right back. Yeah, let me uh, reconnect this. Let me transfer you in again, okay? Okay? Okay, Don, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, folks. Uh, <laughs> we had a little... Little problem there with our connection down to uh, Columbia or Columbus, Georgia. But Don is back, and uh, as you were going through your message, Don, about uh, the VA, I want to remind everybody that uh, the only way these things get fixed is by you taking action and having a leader like Dr. Don Moeller leading the band so listen to what he has to say and let's take action and get this cleared up this this is unexcusable so back to you don thanks dave adapt and overcome we don't even get phase bodies or interruptions you've got veteran service officers in the state you've also got veteran service organizations such as uh american legion vfw iava etc those organizations are pretty much unaware of PTSD and oral health. If you're a member, you really need to bring it up to them. You need to say, they're not helping us. They are not doing research in, in this. Now remember, 3,600 researchers and $2 billion yearly budget and not a thin dime has been spent on researching PTSD and oral health. 
it, it costs you nothing to send an email to get in touch with these veteran service organizations and let them know there is no research being done on this and we're drifting at sea with no supervision. The next thing you can try is legislation. You have a right to access your congressman and your senator. You need to do this. The best way to do this is educate them, saying we are not getting any research on this topic. They refuse to fund it. There are no dentists doing researches. This guy on the radio, Dr. Moeller, told me this. I'm real easy to get a hold of. I got an office right here in Columbus. Have them call me. Number two or three or five, whatever it is. Number. <laughs> what happens if you go to the VA? Those people, it's a huge organization, and they want to put you in the first pigeonhole so they can get to the next call. They will obfuscate. They will probably not understand your question. What do you mean? You, everybody gets care here. Remember, you're talking to the guys, the private snuffies answering the phone in headquarters. They're not the generals. You have to phrase your question. You would like an appointment. You would like an examination to take care of your headaches and your oral health because you've got PTSD. If they refuse to do that, then call the inspector general hotline, and I've done this, and file a formal complaint against them. Give them the person's name. Say, I want to have care for my PTSD problems that PTSD created for my oral health. You have to get the ball rolling uh, yourself, okay? Now, remember, the VA knows that the veterans characteristically do not organize into groups to get anything done, to get any benefit. They already know that. They love giving lip service. I will tell you that for the last two years, I've been struggling to do anything to move this ball down the field. What they classically do, even if you file a complaint through your congressman, they will rephrase your request into into a question that you didn't even ask, answer that question for you, and it will have taken you four months to get it. They specialize in doing that. So if you're going to write your congressman, be very specific. We want research funding for PTSD and oral health. You owe it to us. You have no right to not fund this research. I encourage you to substantiate this uh, yourself. Don't take my word for it. I was really shocked to find out that there is no research being done on this problem, which can affect up to 6 million veterans. Now, how do you actually go about this? There's a lady by the name of Rosa Parks, and we all know what she did. Took a lot of courage to stand up. She took a bus ride and refused to get off her seat. Rosa Parks is one of my heroes because she was a small lady, and what she did had a huge effect in this country. Well, the veterans are in a similar situation. First of all, consider making a poster. Now, what I mean by that is you do not have to put war paint on your face and look like a liberal freak, okay? 
you can go to an art store, Hobby Lobby, Michaels, and you can get a three by three poster board. Write a simple message. Fund PTSD oral health research. Then what do you do? You check with your city rules on protesting. Now, most cities, you have a right, especially in a small group of just a few people under four or five, and if you're on public uh, public ground, to carry your poster and say, we want care. We want it now. Make sure that you just have a few key points that you're trying to make. You cannot get an entire essay on that card. Now, the next thing what you do, the most important thing is to get out and do something. You will find that the veterans are considered to be heroes in this culture, especially with Russia acting the way it is and the NATO alliance having to thwart these maniacs' attempts to destroy Europe. They get that veterans have already given. So you're going to get a receptive audience. Does it take courage? I guess it does. But if you want to get care for you and a friend, then you need to start thinking about doing that. Again, think of a couple nice catchy phrases. Care for oral health. Care for PTSD and oral health. Then... Take that poster, and before you head down there, make sure that you talk to your friendly policeman. They will tell you, you are welcome with a couple. Don't go down there with a 100 veterans. That's not what I'm saying. You, you can walk in front of the VA medical clinics. You can walk in front of on federal property with carrying your placard. Why do, is this important? You have to understand that the public thinks the VA is taking care of the veterans. And in reality, you're not getting taken care of. Now, you may want to call a news station. That would be even better. What What's going to happen when you do that? They will ask you what you're protesting. You can say this is basically an awareness protest just to let the Americans uh, know that the veterans are not being treated correctly with respect to their oral health and PTSD. Now, do not bother writing Fox News, Yahoo, ABC, CBS. They're not going to respond to you. You're wasting your time. If you're a veteran in a community, do not hesitate to talk to your community leaders. They have an interest because they know who you are. They will take an interest. So, the next thing is your message. I've been talking right now for about 20 minutes. You're not going to get 20 minutes on the air. You're going to get about a 90-second message. So you have to write very concise statements. Actually, you can plan on a 60-second message. You have to have your ducks in order. You say, hey, this is an awareness protest. You may be a veteran suffering from PTSD. You don't even need to mention that. But you need to say, we're protesting informationally to let the VA know to start doing research on this and get something changed. Now, if you decide to use your American Legion hat to wear 
you're kind of on your own. Do not imply that the American Legion or VFW is backing this. They will pounce on you. Just wear your old normal Vietnam hat, but do not put the American Legion supports this protest or the VFW or the Iraqi veterans or Vietnam veterans of America. Those are, are franchise names, and you're not allowed to use them. So you get your poster, you write a couple things on it, and you go down and you stand in front of the VA. Well, if you don't plan on doing it, then also don't plan on getting ever get any care from the VA. Because remember, they've been ignoring this problem for 20 years, most likely 50. And they're not about to change tomorrow if somebody doesn't do something. So you just have to you just have to step up to do it if you if you want to change. So the other thing, you may not want to do it for yourself because that's the way veterans are. But you may want to do it for a buddy. Now I've lost a couple buddies to PTSD and uh I do it for them. I don't do it for me. But it's very satisfying. You don't have to go out there and stand in the rain. Don't do that. We're old guys. Go out there with your poster. Be polite and educate. You're basically educating the public. That's all you're doing, saying, hey, they're not funding this stuff. Why are they not helping us? The public will be sympathetic. This is not like a bunch of whacked out liberals, you know, anti father. That's not what we're talking about. You take your little sign that probably makes a co- costs a couple bucks to make, and you go down and stand in front of a government office building. You're just bringing attention to this problem. How does that sound, Dave? It sounds like the uh, exactly the thing we should do, and uh, we should do it not yesterday, but day before yesterday. It's got to be done. With that being said, we're going to take our first break. We'll be back with uh, Dr. Don Moeller right after this. I am back. Let's talk Venezuelan with Josie Cruz and friends. Every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. only on America's Web Radio. On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand and take back our country. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans.
If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now let's get back to our show, A Veteran's Place. And uh, we mean that sincerely. This is your show if you're a veteran or a first responder or anyone that's just interested in taking care of our veterans. You can help by doing exactly what Dr. Moeller has described. And uh, you can start today. Don't wait. Go ahead and get started doing it. And uh, with that being said, back to you, Don. Hey, you know, I want to just review a couple things. This is not scary. It's basically one or two veterans just going down to your local. Let's, let's talk about different strategies. You can just go to your local VFW and American Legion and go, hey, let's do something about this. And you have to be persistent. Say, did you know you guys are getting uh, screwed out of your care that you should be getting? Did you know they're not even doing any research at all? There's no hope for us. Let them know. If you're an Iraqi vet, let your organization know. If you're Vietnam Veterans of America, let your organization know. They may want to get involved with you. Veterans, you don't need a lot. Just four or five veterans, the news is interested in that. But what you have to do is you have to just relax. It's not you're not organizing a 200 mile march for freedom. We're not we're not suggesting that. The next thing that you can do is just write your congressman. Say I understand that uh, nobody's supporting this research at all. Out of 3,600 researchers, not a single dentist is working on our problem. So if you're going to bed at night with your jaws hurting with headaches and can't sleep, you probably have a vested interest in this. The next thing you can do is get that little placard at one of your little art supply stores and write a few words on it, like fun PTSD, oral health, smiles for vets, mental health is oral health, oral health is mental health. It's not that big of a deal. And then get a buddy if you'd like or a couple buddies, make sure that it's not a big deal. The the police department only gets headaches with punks that go there. 10,000 people show up wanting free money from a bank. That's not going to work. But if you're just going to be doing it quietly or at a VA VA property, remember it's federal property, just walk in there politely and go, hey, you know, we're going to have an informational protest here, an awareness. Uh, 
I'll, I will relate a funny story. I, I went to a VA uh, center, medical center, just to talk to them about getting ready for it because I planned it. I'm protesting. <laughs> I, couple, I saw a couple of my patients there, and they said, are you going to be the new VA, VA dentist? And I actually started laughing. I thought I came here to organize an awareness protest. So, look, guys. <laughs> the people that work in the VA, VA are on your side. I'm simply telling these are kind of like big dumb dogs. You have to get them directed in the right direction when you take them for a walk so they won't trip you. Okay. It's, it doesn't require a lot of courage. It's not a firefight. Okay. Again, be prepared with a little card with 10 facts that you that's just stick to your facts. Hey, there's no funding. Hey, there's no dentist doing this. Hey, there are thirty, there are three dozen, thirty-six papers that are published, not by the VA, that support that PTSD affects your oral health in a huge way, and there you can get those from PubMed. So you're not alone, and take some friends. Again, don't don't bring a big VFW sign or American Legion sign unless they're going with you and gave you permission, and start waving that, it will turn sour when they find out it. Remember, do it for a buddy who suffers. Don't, don't go for yourself, because, you know, that's just how veterans are. Okay. No wood supports on your signs, guys. That's, these are some general things. Don't have a stick in there. They'll take that from you. Uh, don't bring guns or knives when you're doing it. You know, those are just standard protest rules. Uh, so we're going to move on now and talk about some other things. You fa- remember the fa- family, the friends, and the associates of those guys with PTSD. They may want to participate as well because we, we've been talking a lot about this, and we're going to get back next week talking about veteran suicide and explosive disorder and anger issues. We're going to get back to those. Uh, we're just taking a break to to give you the opportunity to be on a team again. Uh. You know, you have to be true. My 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 dad said, "Be true to your own self, and then that can't to no man be false." You know, if if you want, yeah, be the be the guy your dog thinks you are. You you just do it for your friend. Make your sign, go down there, and say, "Just stand quietly," uh, uh, and uh, say, "Look, you know, we need some help here." Don't don't forget about personal stories, your friend's personal stories. Americans love it. Americans love their veterans, and they they really appreciate them. Uh, if you have a, a Vietnam hat, Desert Storm, Iraqi, wear that hat when you're out there. You're going to get a nice, warm reception from the people. Now you have to understand that the, the average guy and the average block and your average neighbor has no idea that the veterans have a big problem with their PTSD, and the majority of them are not getting care. And they don't know that. You have to assume that people are unaware. So that's why I call these awareness educational protests. You're not, don't plan on breaking windows or anything. We don't need to do it. So the next thing, I actually got answered a phone at the VA. He told me, he says, Doc, he says, you do know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Now, that really sounds trite, but I, I absolutely guarantee it. Now, look, the VA has billions of dollars, billions, 
not M millions, billions. The American taxpayer wants their veterans taken care of. When you don't do any research on this topic, none, that's not right. The dentists have no right. The people running the VA system need to be accountable. This is this is just goes without saying. If they say we don't have the money, think again. Billions and not a nickel, not a thin dime has been spent on research for veterans for their PTSD and oral health for three decades, most likely more than that. I don't think we're being greedy. All right, we'll move on with a couple more ideas. Don, Don before, uh, we, before we yeah. move on, I just want to throw out the fact that, uh, you know, we sign a contract with our government. They expect us to live up to it, whether you're reservist, active duty, whatever. They expect us to live up to that contract, and then in turn, we expect them to live up to their contract, and that was health care. And, you know, PTSD and oral problems, that's part of health care. Hello, did I say something out of line? No, that's part of health care. Uh, last I saw, your head was attached to your shoulders, and so whether you have a, a bullet wound or a head wound, you know, it's still, it's still health care. The other thing is... People are, the VA doesn't realize how important their role is in providing this health care. Right now, and part of it is directly because of the VA not living up to what they said they would do, or the government through the VA. And this is that we are having, or I say we, and we're doing a show on it uh, this Friday, as a matter of fact, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel will be in here. And recruiting is down 40%. And a good good reason for this is the recruiter goes in and says, look, the, the Army, the Navy, whatever, they're a good job, just like going into the civilian position. And once you get out, you get health care for indefinitely and you know this that and the other and it's not happening the government has lied to us the government has lied to the person that raised their right hand and put their life on the line for the government so what we're asking or what don is asking you to do is so very important it's it's not just uh it, it's making the government live up to what they promised the folks that raise their right hand and put their life on the line. And we wonder why we're not getting our young people to join because they've heard all these rumors of the, you know, like somebody has said many times, different times, the best thing that could happen is put everyone in the Senate and House in the VA system and let them suck through that and see how they like it. And, you know, this is, this is America's Web Radio speaking, folks. And we thoroughly appreciate what Don is doing and the fight that he's taken on. And we want to be a part of it. And we want, we need you. It's not only financial. We need you to 
start yelling, not talking, just yelling, using those, using that PTSD syndrome or whatever it is, and get their attention. Back to you, Don. Yeah, Dave, you you really hit the nail on the head. And the reason I mentioned about the dog catcher with the asymmetric stick, the VA is not set up for asymmetric uh, interfaces with veterans. They basically want the veteran to come into their clinic, wait, wait eight months for an appointment, and maybe not get it and maybe drift off. Now, the VA does not. The VA has a large job to do. We all get that, but they've got a huge budget. Now, the other thing is, is uh, from a historical perspective, Johnson, General Sinseki had a couple veterans waiting for uh, care, 1800, something like that. They removed him from the VA secretary position for that. Now, we have a guy here, now, and I'm just going to grind an axe right now. Mr., 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 Dennis McDonough never went to medical school. He never held a medical license or a dental license or physical therapy license. He never did an internship. He never was up in the middle of the night treating patients. He never was a medic in the military. He never was in the military. And he's running this entire organization. How is that? When we have General Shinseki, who stood up, was a lieutenant general, I believe, and he got railroaded out by these people. Well, I right now, I think six million, up to six million veterans suffering when this Mr., not Dr., Mr. Dennis McDonough is sitting on this unfunded disaster that he refuses to acknowledge, and he's still there. How come Arola, Dr. Arola, for 17 years has been sitting on this? How come our General Shinseki was asked to leave because of 1,800 veterans he most likely didn't even know about because he's a tremendous guy, and they jumped him. And why is are the current leaders there who are burying this entire issue on veteran care for the most prevalent between traumatic brain injury and PTSD, the most prevalent signature wounds of the combat of the last two decades? They are doing nothing. Now, I would I challenge them over the. Call me up and show me how you've done the research. I've done my homework. You haven't done a thing. There's no if, ands, or buts in this argument. I'm accusing these Arola and McDougal, whatever his name is, McDonough, for totally ignoring this. They have my emails. They received them. They have taken no action. This is outrageous. When you have a board-certified surgeon, ex-medic, combat veteran of two wars asking you for help and you turn your little stinking civilian back on us i i don't think you just you don't deserve the privilege to treat veterans okay there i said it okay so we're moving on now here's here's what you have to do this is not some gigantic pt test ranger pt test that you have to take you basically can start out with a phone call and an email 
And if you don't know how to email, your, your grandson and granddaughter can do it for you. But you can, you can start writing and say, where are our privileges that you promised? And Dave, you are so right that oh, <laughs> when you look at the number of people who are even considering joining the military, it's below 10%. They not even they never even gave it a thought. Well, when you talk to them, you, one of the prominent things is traumatic brain injury and PTSD. Think about it. If you are in a frontline unit, and tw- up to twenty percent of those people can get PTSD, that's one in five chance of getting PTSD, and then knowing that the VA isn't going to take care of it. This is pretty. This is pretty pretty bad. And so your point is well taken. We're calling on the VA. They have the funds. They have the billions in funds. They have never offered. As a matter of fact, this week I'm speaking, in the next week, uh, to both the legislative people for um, Congressman Bishop and Congressman Ferguson. I have, I have what, what do you call them, uh, video conferences, and I'm bringing up the same information to say, you have the money. We don't need to pass legislation. Like you said, Dave, the VA said they would take care of our over, overall health. And as long as your head is sitting on your shoulders, that's part of your overall health. So, Dave, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Now, I will be out in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to wait till the cold weather goes away. And also, rain makes your placards run. But I plan on being out there, and I don't care if I'm the only one, frankly. I probably will be, but I don't care. And uh, that's just the way it is. You're going to stand up for your friends. There was a friend of mine who was an oral surgeon in the Army, a Silver Star winner, and he took his dog and carried the American flag. He's up in Maine across the bridge every morning. Okay, if he can do that, we can hold a stinking poster up. What do you think, Dave? No question about it. By the way, he wasn't a winner. He was... A recipient. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you, Dave, for correcting me. I, I hate that I, I did that. There are no... Oh, thank you for correcting me. An awardee, and the same with the winner of Medal of Honor, there are no winners. Yeah, absolutely. I stand corrected on that one. Well, no, and I didn't mean to sound like um, I'm some kind of whatever. But no, am, no, Dave, you're right. <laughs> you're totally right. I make that mistake. But they, uh, uh, and, you know, and, the public needs to, you know, there's, I'm amazed as we've been doing this show or you've been doing this show and, and, uh, the other veteran shows that we do. I'm amazed at, we have 1% of the population that volunteers to join the military out of 330 million people. And, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I'm amazed or horrified at the fact that people don't know about the military and don't know the sacrifices and when a person is deployed that really the fact is the whole family's deployed. And when that person comes back with PTSD, they may have it, but the whole family has it. Everything evolves around a military group and family atmosphere. And that's true with whether you're in a squad, platoon, company, you're all family. 
and taking care of each other's back. And when you look at our government to take care of your back, you expect your back to be taken care of and not overlooked. And again, the, the, the thing, like my dad used to say, it's just not up on your shoulders for a hat rack. It's part of you. <laughs> and you need to, it needs to be treated just as well as, as the busted knee, the, you know, the wounded leg, the wounded arm. Your head needs to be treated as well. And not, wait a second, I want to clarify one other thing. Not just because you got a, you got a wound in your hair or you've got this or that. It's everything. And if that means PTSD caused by an oral problem, then it needs to be addressed by a dentist. And quit, we need to quit pussyfooting around and get to it. Dave, you're right. And this is, remember, I mentioned the asymmetric object, and here is the key. Dentists have no right to assume control over the systemic health that PTSD causes. And part of that systemic health are the joints, muscles, bones, and nerves involved in your chewing muscles. But that does not give the dentist the right to say, we don't think that PTSD affects oral health. You don't have that right because the physician is the captain of this ship and oral health is part of mental health. And that's also the physician's position. So you are so totally right. They have no right to say that oral health is, is not going to be included in total health. And that is one of the things. Oral health is part of to- total health. And the VA said they would take care of your total health. They did not, were not given the permission by any veteran to say, oh, we're going to let you redefine what total health is. We did not give them that permission. I am not giving them that permission. The VA dentists will do what they're told by the physicians. And oral health is part of overall health. This subject has to be addressed. And uh, the veterans that are listening and the veterans that will listen to the archive and and want everybody to be sure and understand that all of our shows are archived, uh, not just a veteran's place, but all of our shows, Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm, all of our shows are archived and can be listened to at any time and from any place. And this is where we get our incredible numbers from, not the audience that's listening right at the moment by any means, but the audience that will listen to it at 10 o'clock tonight, 2 o'clock in the morning, whenever they listen. We don't care when they listen, just as long as they, like I tell everybody, keep your pen and paper handy and uh, write it down. And I hope some people have taken notes today. And we'll take, not only take notes, but take action. Right, Dave. And, and next week we're going to talk about, uh, suicide. And you're so right. Your unit is who you are. Suicide, they have very tough time trying to predict specifically who's going to be suicidal. Statistically in large groups, yeah, they've got indicators. 
but family disruptions, unit changes, changes uh, overseas deployment. You're right. Soldiers deploy as a member of a family, and if you don't watch that, your your in your chances for suicide and poor mental health go up exponentially. And we're gonna we're gonna get back to that next week. And and then I also have uh, got an extensive chaplain's handbook for uh, moral injury. And whether you think you uh, have a moral injury or not, uh, I think you're gonna be astounded and and uh, be uplifted by know that there's a lot of hope on that horizon. Well, Don, one more time, I uh, want to thank you for everything that over the years that you've been doing, and I appreciate you doing this show, taking time out of your busy schedule every week to do a show. And, it, and our show, is it's really dedicated to those that need help. And we don't know your name. We don't know who you are. We don't know exactly the kind of help that you need. But if you don't, if you don't leave the starting line, you never can get to the finish line. And uh, this is, we want people to be able to start and feel comfortable by starting. And we'd like to hear from you. Just email gm at America's Web Radio. You got any questions? You got questions about PTSD, uh, uh, you know, a rash, whatever. No, we don't, we don't care what you, we don't care what you email us about, but we want to hear from you and, uh, we'll help in any way that we can. That's our, that's our obligation to, our brothers and sister veterans. Don, thank you. we got to cut it off and uh, move on down the street. All right, sir. Thank you. Yes, Good talking sir. to you guys. Bye. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.